welcome to the voicemail of Crest podcast. We're currently taking a week off, but if you have urgent groundbreaking surf news, please leave us a message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Where's my f***ing Crest episode, Anderson? It's happened for the first time in nearly two years, and of course there had to be an emergency episode of Crest in partnership with Elucid. Welcome to our Welsh National Special. Besides an exclusive interview with the new Open men's champion Logan Nicol, we'll break down the rest of the results and hear from a grommet who picked up an unlikely title herself. So the warmest welcome then to Logan. You've been on Crest in partnership with Elusive a few times already, but this time it's got to be in the best possible circumstances, hasn't it? Definitely. It's pleasant to be here. Thank you for having me on. So, Welsh champ, well, Pura Vida, my post <laughs> Welsh national champion 2021. Has it sunk in yet? It's got a good ring to it, hasn't it? <laughs> it, 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 it well, yeah. yeah for, not... for, 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 for you, it has, for everyone else, it hasn't. <laughs> uh, no, it hasn't really sunk in, to be honest. Like, um, the more I've had a lot of people come up to me that like you know I don't really talk to that much saying congratulations and stuff so the support's been overwhelming to be fair but um, yeah, I think it's going to take a bit of time to like really, okay, really so, sink in. So let's be realistic about this now then right going into the comp how likely did you think it was going to be that you'd be sitting here <coughs> having this conversation as the champion? <laughs> uh, pretty unlike I was pretty um, like down before I went in I, well, I, I went into it kind of injured and my goal was just to be like top three because I wanted to Get to I, the I knew, British. Yeah, get to the British. That was my, my goal. So I just thought, I, was, I felt like I could make the final injured. Um, so that was my main goal. And then, yeah, so like, it was just every heat was like a bonus, you know, like that I was making. That you were keeping on going. Yeah, and um, I ended up winning. So. I mean, the Boardmasters earlier in the year, though, where you got to the semis of that, that must have been a pretty good sort of sign that, you know, you had the t- you could take people down. You took down Stan Norman in, in pretty chunky surf. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was like huge, like... Um, I don't know, not motivator, but um, like give me a lot of belief in myself. Yeah. I already had that belief, but like I kind of like proved it either, you know, I am good enough to like beat those guys and like my hard work is paying off. So you've yeah. come second in the Welsh before. It was to Jay Quinn, yeah. who is New Zealand born and raised. So, you know, I always maintained that you were, <laughs> he was Wales's number one that year, but you were the Welsh <laughs> number one. Realistically, though, you were probably kind of half expecting that it would be your mate PLD that would take it down, wouldn't you, with Patrick Langdon Dark? But yeah. he's, uh, he's come second. Uh, tell us about that final then. How did the final? Uh, looking <laughs> at the scores, I can see that you picked off two, uh, two big scores early on. Yeah, so like, um, the whole like, final day, like, they run us three heats on a Saturday, and the whole final day, um, we were like, scheduled to be last heat. And it, the conditions were just getting worse and worse throughout the day. It was li- literally, I was in my car, I had steam coming out of my ears. I was so angry they hadn't run us. They just wanted us to be the last heat. And um, we went down, cause, because it was going to be high tide, shore break. Pat was just going to race along, do two airs. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I've got a bad knee. I can, you know, hurt into two turns. How are you going to make a point of difference against that? Exactly. Um, but then for the final, it like wind dropped. It sort of started, there's a few corners coming in and I thought, oh, maybe I'll have a chance here. And um, we went out and I just managed to, f- I had like a good feeling, I don't know if you ever had it, like I said, like this really good feeling, like, oh, I think I'm going to do all right here. Yeah. And I paddled out and as just before the heat, like, you know that like weird limbo mode when you're like between the hooters yeah. sounded? Yeah. I could just fe- like feel like waves coming to me and I thought, oh, right, this is on. And then I just managed to get like a few corners 
to you know managed to do three turns on a few waves. I thought, oh, they they've got to be scores, um, and yeah. But they weren't calling scores out. No, I, I couldn't, couldn't hear. Could barely hear the hooter. So we're, we're joined here in the crest in partnership with Elusive Studio. Rhino is with us, but we have also got with us a uh, somebody who was present at the Welsh. Chris Fowler is sitting with us as well. I, I, I still love the fact that there was a surfer at the Welsh who had Brad Gerlach as his coach. I just think that's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, so, so Chris was there. You can see Chris on the Instagram picture from the Masters where the yellow Pura Vida top has sat really nicely against his pecs and he does actually look a bit like a Chris Hemsworth type Thor superhero. In fact, he looks like that now. It's a very good looking studio today actually. But uh, Chris, you were on the beach, you were watching. What were your thoughts watching that final? Well, my immediate thoughts now is that um, Logan's being extremely modest about his three turns. They're fantastic waves, the pair of them, and the first one that he had, we all looked at each other because we were all watching, it was a full crowd on the beach, and we all looked at each other and said, right, that's, that's just rack, knock things up the score. It was clearly a good wave. Flow was superb, and it was like whack, 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 but it was just three turns linked together, really well surfed, and we all sort of said, right, that's, that's a high standard gone in there. Um, Pat answered back with a couple. I think he um, yeah. came back round, and then Logan had a very similar left again, didn't you? And um, we all we all just sort of agreed that it was just really fluid. It was really well put together, and we were all sort of saying it looks exactly like when you see a real high level pro surfing. It's just yeah. that sort of great. Yeah, it's just really, really, really professional surfing. It was really good to watch. Yeah, fab. Cheers, mate. <laughs> and then of course we've got four times uh, Welsh champion Rhino Thomas in a room with us. So you know this is the point now where the where the the sort of the four times champ sort of now passes on uh, his words of encouragement <laughs> to you or words of congratulations. Oh, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. The expectation, I think, was for many people around Porthcourt who see you here surfing at Respy all the time. We thought, like, the time has got to be now. It's, it's <laughs> got to be there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, massive congratulations to you. It's certainly Thanks, massively deserved. So, uh, yeah, and... Uh, what do you reckon? Is this going to be one of many, or how does? What's your thought process on that? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not looking to stop, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. Like, I'd definitely like to win more, but also like, I'd like to then take this momentum on to like the British and like do as good as I can, you know, after the nationals too. But um, yeah, multiple national titles would be pretty mental, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, to get in the British it's not, team. It's not just a fluke, like you know, it'd be cool to you know do it a couple of times. Absolutely, and this is the, your first big contest win <clears throat> pretty much yeah like you know i've had like seconds and stuff before um but in the open yeah this is my kind of biggest like open win i think well, yeah one of my only ones so yeah it definitely means a lot and it hasn't sunk in <laughs> it hasn't sunk maybe in. it is now but yeah it hasn't not, not quite yet now producer dodd did want to jump into one of these seats but i can see now that it's such a good looking studio maybe he's going to bellow it out from behind <laughs> the mics he wanted to ask you about um, the the role that the wave had played in uh, your your training, um, and uh, you know you were down there quite shortly before the wave. It was a big mm -hmm. long flat spell. Yeah, is that the question, right, Dodd? Pretty much, but um, uh, yeah. oh, he's going to lean over to get himself into, into the monitor <laughs> no. position here. <laughs> it's a very rare year, but this you really <laughs> really pulled something historic off, Logan. When producer Dodd lets his voice come on like on the mic, Logan effect. Just pulls people in. Yeah, Logan was actually saying about his injury. Um, injury. I actually saw him get that injury because I was just I was taking yeah. photographs of him at the time. Oh, it was at the wave, was it? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah, so he went down the wave to beat the flat spell and picked up an injury. Yeah, it was flat, and I, um, my boss. Literally, like massive thanks to him. He um he sorted me out with some coaching with a coach from Devon. So let's let's, let's name him then. 
Right, the coach or my boss? The boss. <laughs> Hugh Murray from Fourth Pursuit School. Legend, yeah, thank you so much for all your support. Um, but yeah, he went to do some coaching, um, paid for my sessions, like a three, three hours booked, first wave in the wave, after like loads of you know, real long flat spell, um, I just tried an air. <laughs> and I was told to go in and warm up and not do any airs, and I tried an air straight away, hurt my knee really badly. Um, I managed to get through the sessions, and then the next day I literally couldn't walk, my knee was so stiff. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> the Welsh is in two weeks. <laughs> that wasn't good. So, yeah, that, that's the role it played. Was the first one the hardest, Ryan's? Uh, I think it possibly was. And I think I was talking to Logan about this this week. We, there's, there's perhaps a formula that you get accustomed to over time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think perhaps the, I, I won three and then I'd won the third and I... I missed a year and I don't think I entered and then I wanted to win one more and I think that was the most difficult one for me to get my really? head into it because in my mind I was like I've got older uh, I maybe I'm past it and uh, but so yes I think it probably was my most difficult one the fourth one but um, right okay yeah so the second or third is the easiest once you've done it once <laughs> yeah I think, like I said I think if you, you get it you just, like, like Logan was saying this week when we were chatting the, you, you kind of feel confident you, there's something you feel you're like I, I, I'm, I'm on it and yeah. uh, I really feel is that the waves are going to come to me today mm. and, uh, and I think as long as you felt confident enough to do it mm. and you believe in yourself then that's, oh, that's, that's 90% of it isn't it you know? yeah have like a winning feeling almost, don't you? Yeah. It's like weird, weird feeling, but it's a good one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to stick around with us as uh, we go through the results then, yeah? So yeah. Uh, And so Chris Fowler too, I think has seen pretty much all of these heats and is about to be getting a, a, an honourable mention as well as one of the competitors. We're going to start with uh, the other big one though. Uh, and uh, earlier I caught up with Women's Open champ Crest in partnership with Elusive's own Emily Williams. And here is what she had to say. Right, uh, in a change to what we thought we were going to do, it's actually producer Dodge here, not Tom. Um, I'm here with Emily. So uh, congratulations, Ems. Uh, this is title number seven, uh, tied with Joe Dennison, I believe. Hi, thanks very much. Yes, it is title number seven and tied with Joe. Yeah, so uh, I imagine you didn't think you were going to be uh, getting seven. I mean, your original goal was just to win a single Welsh, wasn't it? Yeah, when I was a young guy, I set a goal at a training session with Lloyd. He said, write down what you want to achieve. And I always just wrote, yeah, I just want to win the Welsh. And uh, yeah, now I've won it seven times. So it's pretty crazy. Awesome, man. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so did you have like a time when you thought this seemed like the most difficult one to win? Or was this, or was this, uh, it's, it's, you've been off for a while, haven't you? So. Yeah, it's something that maybe I took a few years out and maybe thought I might not go back to competing. So didn't really expect the seventh, um, but got back into it, want to compete again. So I thought it was something I wanted to try and get, but I wasn't sure if I would actually get it. So to get it, it's just, it feels pretty special to actually win it. And so I've got seven now. So yeah. Yeah. So just given that Joe's got seven, are you now, uh, are you looking for eight next year then? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. What did you, what did you think of the, um, the weekend as a whole? Good weekend? Yeah, it was great fun. Uh, it was great to see how many juniors are coming up now. I think there were more girls entering than boys, which is just great to see. Um, yeah, so I yeah, noticed the that. Future looks strong. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't there. I'm looking at the. Um, I wasn't there on the day, but looking at the heat sheets, it was like I couldn't believe 
um, load of heat to quarterfinal, a semi-final and a final for, for like the under 16 girls, wasn't it? It was amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And they're all so young. They're all around the same age. And they've, they've come from a few different clubs. So I think they're really going to push each other now in the next few years. And it's really exciting to see how, how that's going to turn out. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to getting down there and seeing if, uh, if basically, if they stick at it. Because um, I don't know, when, when you were a Grom, was there quite a lot of heats and then it, they kind of gradually fell away a bit as you got a bit older? Or um... Yeah, definitely. I think we used to have quarters, semis and finals, but we only have ever had under 18 girls. Um, so I think that sometimes puts some girls off because if you're 13, you don't really want to be surfing against someone who is 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so we only ever had under 18s. We didn't have that under 16 option, but we no. always had quarter semis and finals. And a, a lot of those girls now that I compete against when I was younger don't compete anymore. I think they all still surf, just not competing. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to see if these girls keep going. Like you say, it'd be pretty exciting. Yeah. So did you have like a highlight of the event? Um. It's, I, I helped out a bit with the judging for the juniors and I think that was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. To actually watch and judge um, was pretty exciting. I think for me is is that next generation because there's not been juniors for so long. And, you know, we for the women's, we only still had a straight final. You know, there were five entrants, but it was still straight finals. So it was really nice to see that in a few years we're going to have a lot more more girls and women competing. I mean, we have Ruby Lewis in the women's final and she's really young, bless her, but she gave it a good go. And I think just actually getting to surf with that next generation as well, being in the water, the groms were everywhere. I like, almost couldn't catch a wave, but it was just so nice to be there with all those kids and see that is the future and just yeah, be able yeah. to judge them and stuff. So that, that was great for me. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't actually remember off the top of my head. Um, you mentioned Ruby Lewis there. So is she in the under-16s or the under-18s? She did the under 16s, under 18s, and women's divisions. Wow! So she went. Yeah, she, she served a lot of heats, bless her. <laughs> yeah, so she's obviously gonna she's obviously gonna really stick at it then. If she uh, and hopefully uh, maybe replace you one day as the uh, as the as the top lady. Yeah, it would be pretty cool for them to to do that. Definitely. <laughs> cool. So um, moving on then, have you got any plans for the uh, for the winter coming up? Uh, still just finishing my masters, uh, working. I'm hoping that maybe I'll be able to get away for a little surf trip, but we'll see how how things pan out. But that's the plan. Great. Awesome. Cheers, Ems. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks. Yep, she's absolutely ripping. And I know you love a stat, Tom, so I had a look and I found out she had the joint highest wave score of eight points along with Pat Langdon Dark. So phenomenal. So so an eight-point ride in that superb wave. And I saw that it was Georgina Lutus who uh, who came second in that one, and uh, she posted a pretty solid score as well. Yeah, there's great surfing from every girl's heat I watched. It was a really good standard, really good standard yeah. all weekend. So Emily's taken that on now to to seven titles. That is pretty dominant, really, for our times, isn't it? Is it? She's a Welsh goat. Anyone? Well, Rhino and I found this out earlier in the year, didn't we? That uh, you know, in, in modern times now, I think that's equal Joe Dennison, but um, Linda Sharp. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to work this out. We 20. thought it was, was it 20 or was it 21? Oh, I think we've got 24 in my head. We might even have to look into that and have a quick... Yeah. Uh, it is, it's, it's but it is on our episode, isn't it? I think but it is, it was yeah. like we, we, we actually lost count during the... And, and you know, there's like there's swimming titles thrown in and things oh, like right. that. Yes. Well, that's yeah. not all women's open surfing titles in. 
No, that's no, exactly. Yeah, no. So in terms of yeah. women's open titles, I mean, really, in the in the modern age, for Emily to have done a little that. bit like the way that Reg Bowen would count his titles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the modern. Love you, Greg. <laughs> something that was interesting in that event: huge participation. We'll talk about it again a little bit later in the in the junior girls' events, the junior girls and the under sixteen girls. So the first thing uh, I noticed, they looked at the heat sheets, and there was six six heats of three girls. So it was eighteen contestants. Yeah, and as someone who's gone down the Welsh over the years, I remember going down, and there'd be straight finals, or there'd be yeah. between two people, or you'd mix age groups. So the first thing that stood out on the heat sheets was there was just a huge influx of uh, of, of females, and that was superb. And like yeah. I said, the standard was fantastic all weekend. It wasn't just taking part; they were yeah. they're actually competing. It was yeah. really good to watch. And Emily also has been preparing down at the Wave, um, and uh, you know, so that's really contributed. You know, she's been able to go through that flat spell on a day-to-day basis and it's shown. Let's move on and have a little chat about the Masters though. And this is where yeah, we've got the star the in the room, there. the main one. And uh, this one, now, you know, we finished our last episode of the show with Vaughnie and Greg re- re- promising to renew hostilities with each other. And who'd have known that they would have both get to the Masters final <laughs> together and drum roll. Greg on this occasion got the better of Vaughnie finishing second. But what is interesting here is that sandwiched in between the pair of them is the fella sat next to me, Chris Fowler. You were in a final of the Welsh again. That's right. Yeah, you say again. The last one was the cadets in 1990. So how does it feel now? Look out for me in 2052. (laughs) (laughs) So you stoked on that? I was stoked. I've I've had a running nightmare with the Welsh. I've always hated the contest because I'd go down. I'd get through heats or do well in other things sometimes around the place. But the Welsh was always turn up, straight out, home you go. That's always been my experience. So... Yeah, it was just nice to make that first heat was just a you know, personal victory for me. Yeah, and I mean, it says here you were left needing a 6.8 to be Welsh national champion. I mean, I was, I, was, I was left in that final, sat outside waiting for a set, and I felt if it comes, it, I'll, comes. I'll, it comes and I'll be all right, because I knew no one else was doing anything, but yeah. I just sat looking out at a flat sea and thought, you know. John, my, my last thought of that final was this must be horrific to do for a living. That's the last thing I thought. <laughs> I, I was looking outside and I thought, this is your salary or this is your tour points. This just must be horrific. But for me, you know, it, it didn't matter. But thank you. And that is what Logan wants to do for his living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, it must be really strange how, how you learn to deal with that. You know, I think one of the things that's really interesting about it is that you know, they lose, they roll on, and they've got to sort yeah. of compete again a week. But I think that's so. the thing. You roll on, and then you can just make it you know, one experience of. 50 in a year, I guess, rather than one every sort of 20 years. <laughs> and then the, the Masters, of course, though, the big story in the Masters was uh, the legend of Nathan Phillips' weapon, as they call him down in Lantwick, coming back up to, to, to do a Welsh and yeah. taking out... His, that's his first title, I think, since yeah. the Open in 99, which would have been sandwiched in between yours I and Greg's titles. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it, it is, was. Yes. And I knew you would never get this out of Nathan himself, because anyone who knows Nathan, he's a man of few words, which is why I'm here to say, you know, he actually ripped that event. And everyone was just so chuffed because he obviously broke his foot, knacking yeah. his knee in, in January, couldn't surf again until April. He went through all the slog, all the rehab, and he texted us saying, I've entered the Welsh. And we always said, oh, nice one, Nate, you know, don't do anything too soon. And he turned up, he does what he, do, he only does, he ripped the whole time, you know, he deserved to win. the final of the Open with Logan. Yeah, he got to the final and he got in the top three, which means he's into, he qualifies six. Yes. On. So it was a hugely <laughs> successful weekend. So yeah, he'll go him. to the British, yeah. which is going to be in Wales, Wales, isn't it? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a Welsh one, yeah. So yeah, I think he was chuffed, he was tired, he had a lot of surfing, he was stinking a CBD oil, he was just you know, <laughs> rubbing himself down every 20 minutes, but no, he got through it and he, yeah, it was superb to watch, it was and really good. Vaughan, he had a bit of a mare in that final then, by the looks of things. Well, he felt the pressure, I can, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll have a look at the longboard and Evan Rogers taking one down there Rafe Gaskell in second we've got Josh Hawking coming third and then Aaron Bright in fourth now, and the ladies longboard uh, and Georgina Lutus having come second in the ladies picked up a Welsh title anyway so the ladies kind of had a happy ending in the end anyway then uh, didn't it <coughs> Uh, Fiona Campbell third, Ellen Jones uh, fourth, and, and the recently married Marie Claire, she's down as Stuart here, yeah? I don't know if she goes by Dudley anymore, um, she was in fourth place, um, so pretty good standard in the longboards, you catch many of those each Chris? I watch some, I'm not going to embarrass myself for trying to say understand much of longboarding other than it looked tough. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, it's there's hard some waves that are longboardable waves and it? those conditions did look tough and I see a lot of Josh Hawkins surfing around Gower. And I watched him, and I know he would have preferred different conditions. You could tell, but for all the all of them, it did look like hard work. So, yeah, awesome. And so we move on to the junior categories and a chance to look at some of the future prospects that were ripping it up on the weekend. But before we look at all the junior results in detail, we've got another special guest about to join us. One of the surprise results in the weekend was the crowing. Crone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Uh, I, I assume that's croning. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. Am I oh, yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I think Dodd's saying you're just going to leave that in. I think we're going to carry on. I'll just say, uh, one well, of the this was an emergency show. We're, in, we're racing to try and get out ahead of Vaughny's right up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. One of the surprise results on the weekend was the crowning of 14-year-old Anna Rose Merchant, who is the newly minted junior girls longboard champion. We say surprise, but not in the sense that anyone expected Anna Rose not to win. What captured our attention about this result was her shift from being one of the UK's top up-and-coming triathletes to cross-stepping her father's bright red McTavish to a Welsh title. Does one sport complement the other, or is it just the case that fierce competitors do all right in whatever they try their hand at? Anyway, let's put it to her, because I'd like to welcome Anna Rose Merchant to Crest in partnership with Elusive. How's things going, Anna Rose? Has it settled in yet? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, well, I'm still like very surprised about the weekend. I was not expecting what actually happened because I have had practically no practice on the longboard like at all. It was mental just to see like how good people there are and just people like like me and just do the same things and it's so cool and the competition was just not like any other ones that I've done. They just, like running competitions and swimming competitions are so like strict in things that they do. So they always follow a program. They're like, warm up time is this, race time is this, but surf competitions, you can just do whatever you want and just chill out all day. So cool. And uh, so, so is it now still the case then that uh, Anna Rosa having you know, now picked up a really big win in surfing. Are you still going to be, you know, aiming your goals are more in that triathlon direction or have you kind of, are you tempted now? Well, it is tempting me quite a lot since as that is such a big achievement. Um, mm. But I will still be doing the triathlon and lifeguards and things like that because I enjoy doing them so much. Because I could never... Like, I could never pick which one I wanted to do. It's just, it's so much fun. And obviously, I want to keep surfing. It's just, it's so cool. 
And the uh, the story of how you ended up longboarding is pretty cool, really, isn't it? Because you you were a pretty dangerous prospect on the shortboard when you were a real little grom, and then of course the the demands of a lot of that triathlon training that you were doing once you started showing real promise there meant that you were perhaps not surfing yeah. as, as regularly on a shortboard, and you know you obviously a lot of the time you were having to sort of rest things up because you'd been on some like mental bike ride or a big run or something. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, how you came to end up riding the longboard? It was sort of an accident, wasn't it? It was to do with your dad getting yep. a bit long in the tough, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was too old and lazy to ride a shortboard anymore, so he got himself a longboard. And I saw that once, and I, I just, I stole it off him. Basically, he hasn't had it back since. He rode it once, and it's mine now. He's never having it back. Amazing. Well, thank you very much, Anna Rose. Um, and, and you're going you're gonna, to um, stay there now. If you've got any comments to throw in as we talk about the rest of the juniors, you can pundit that with us a bit. And we're going to be joined by another junior winner here. We've got the winner of the men's longboard, uh, well, junior men's longboard, Blake Jones, because you're only just around the corner from us, aren't you, Blake? Producer Dodd said he saw you when he went out to get milk and he just went, oh, get in here, you're coming on Crested Park. Ah, yes, thanks a lot for having me. Congratulations, Blake. Uh, the the last minute call was uh, definitely worth coming down here. Dad yeah. Dad didn't even let me have a shower before coming down. He was booting me out the door. Was Tom Anson's calling you for your Crest podcast, and uh, up the street I came, and uh, it's only well, sixty doors away. <laughs> so, uh, so looking at these junior results, right? We have got to start obviously by looking at the rest of the people in these uh, in these events here, right? So look at the under eighteen longboard. You've seen off Seth Reed. Uh, and let me just let me just get the right side of the page. Arthur Buick in that one then. So uh, how are those guys doing? Uh, well, Arthur, he's uh, he, he barely ever touches a longboard, and uh, alongside his brother, the Buick brothers, uh, yeah. they're very accomplished on uh, their shortboards. So I think um, is is Arthur's brother won the under. Under 18s, oh, right, okay. Let's have and, uh, a look at this. I got, I got it all written in front of me somewhere. Yeah, under 18 shortboard. Where's that one gone? They entered about 20 categories each, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't see him stop those those boys. They, uh, that's, that's what I'm getting confused. He's on every he's page. He's literally on yeah. every page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. page. And they're just I, smiling all weekend. I think one, one of the well, the under 18s was taken down by um, Eli, wasn't it? Eli, Eli Perrins yes, Davis, yeah. um, and of course he was he was shredding the whole time. Wasn't oh he? yeah, he really has been. I, uh, just being next to him on the podium in the on the under sixteen shortboard was a was a pleasure because normally I'm knocked out by the the quarterfinals and just being able to stand next to him in a, in a final it was a yeah. it was a good feeling seeing him rip. And it's just looking at those under that under eighteen boys, that's a good place for us to go next. Um, we got there's a Ewan Buick in fourth place in that one, um, but Eli with a pretty good decent score there. Yeah, so very confident. Under 18 girls then, and we had an interference in this one, uh, and Josie Hawk taking it out. Uh, do you see Josie surfing at all, Blake? Or Anna Rose, did you do it you see her? Josie is, um, she, she's a really throthing grom. Uh, she's, a, she's about four foot she tall. She is amazing. And, uh, she, she's so good. <laughs> she, she was surfing waves at three times the height, and it was about two foot that day. So <laughs> it was, um, she, she's a really good surfer, and uh, she's all for it. She was a... Uh, while we were free surfing, I was I was paddling for a wave and I'd look at my inside and she'd be charging down the line. Amazing. She did, she didn't let any of us. And I can see that the scores were that was real close between her and Poppy Owen, but there was an interference. So uh, that's obviously a lesson for uh, for Poppy Owen to go with there. 
Eli Perrins Davis taking down the under 16 boys as well. Yes, yeah, he's uh, untouchable at the moment. He's a, a really brilliant surfer. And he's, uh, he's how, how long before he starts to show up then in, uh, in the uh, open events, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I give, give it a couple more years when he grows a few more inches and uh, all, all he needs is the strength and he, he's there. He's yeah. already got the technique. And he, the... He, was, he was pretty, you know, he like made the semi-finals, like picked Harry Cromwell and Nathan in his quarterfinals. Yeah. He's, he is there, he's level so good. And what is he, 14? Uh, again, shredding at Boardmasters earlier I think in the he's summer. One of the stories of the event, Eli, for me personally, like just amazing, ripping, you know, like he's, in, he's inspiring, you know, like yeah. Eli, so yeah. And obviously you as well, you're shredding too, mate. Oh, thank you. So talk about Eli for a moment here now. That's one of the things Eli now, he's got all the sponsors in place. It's a sort of, you know, he's at that kind of age now where it's sort of, there is a lot of talk and a lot of hype. You know, should he be listening to us now or should he be sort of, you know, hiding away and just concentrating <laughs> on his surfing at that age? Um, perhaps I'm going to ask you about that, Anna Rose. How, how do you deal with like sort of hype and, and you know, parents talking about you and all that kind of stuff? When you're when you're at the, coming on to that sort of elite level in sports at, at your your sorts of ages. Well, to be honest, I just follow the training plan, and I just if anything comes up, I just focus on what I'm meant to be doing, rather than if some if some training or some things coming in the way. I just focus on my plan, and if I have free time, I do surfing when I can and triathlon when my training plan is in place and just things like that yeah awesome now do you know the one thing i've noticed that's in common with all of you guys and that's really interesting if i bring rhino in as well to talk about this anna rose blake we were talking about eli just then right all, all, all of these the best juniors they've all got quite good relationships with parents like i've never seen you you know with like the whole sort of oh, get out my face duh. you know none of that same with logan Anna Rose, you know, maybe you're 14, it could still happen, you know, but you, <laughs> you guys are all sort of quite, and, and Eli's the same, you know, really very respectful and like the, the, the sort of listening to your parents, you know, and I know I'm thinking of other Groms I've known in the day, you know, and like the parents would say to me like, oh, will you tell them because they'll listen to anyone but me. <laughs> um, but you guys, you, you, is, is that something that you think is important? Um, well, wait. <laughs> I'm just going to deny it now. Because <laughs> just before you answer that, the reason I'm bringing Rhino in there, right, is um, is that one of the things Rhino was saying that's quite interesting is you're coming from a family, Rhino, as a grommet surfer, where there's no tradition for surfing. You're like you're the first in your generation. So in your case, your dad was like super supportive, but not able to specifically talk about surfing as a sport and the nuts and bolts of it. I think that's right. I think uh, for me, there, there, was, there was no bloodline. There, it was nothing. But what it, what it was for me, living at the coast, was we had a, there was a hotbed of talent here. So it was perhaps slightly different from in Logan's case where you're not on the coast. But I was going to ask you that, actually. I said, like, how, how do you feel the pressure, just sort of stepping back a little bit, actually? Because you must have a huge amount of pressure on your shoulders and an expectation from people. I mean, like... When I, when I, you know, with your Instagram and with, I see you training massively um, and so you're really committed to the cause, but how much pressure do you actually feel? Um, I don't know. It's been really nice for me, like, growing up because um, I know, like, it's funny. Now I work in Porthcourt, I see, like, um, the, like, soccer mums and dads that bring their kids down. And I never had that. Like, I was just frothing to go to the beach. Like, that's the only thing. I just love surfing. It would have been easier for my parents if I didn't like surfing because I could just mm. stay in Panath, you know. Mm. They didn't have to drive me an hour down the motorway. So, um, 
yeah, I, I didn't feel that much pressure. I go into my little bubble. No one surfs. Everyone picks on me for surfing, you know. So it was like really easy for me. But um, yeah, on to the parents thing. Like I just got so much gratitude. That was my mo main motivator the whole weekend. Was like just to like thank them on the podium. Um, that was my main thing I wanted to do. Just because like literally I wouldn't be surfing without them. So um, mm. yeah, like crazy how much. And as I get older now, I just see how much they've done for me. I think every kid, if, like. You don't understand how much your parents do for you. It's, it's ridiculous, you know. So yeah, Blake, just... well, you you were about to defy that, weren't you? And no. say that Nige cramps your yeah. style and you're ready to move out and all that, weren't you? Well, everything Logan says that that goes for me as well. Me, me and my dad, a <clears throat> main bond is surfing. Our father right. son coach and surfer bond right. is um, what coach, about Coach Nigel? Coach <laughs> Nigel, yeah, he's uh, he's always on on the ever since okay, he hurt yeah. his hurt his back and. Uh, He's not able to surf as much as he used to. He's he's always on the beach. He's revising every night, and he, he's got his qualifications. And he, I wouldn't be where I am now as a Welsh champion if it wasn't for him. He's uh, amazing. He's well, he is my coach and he's my dad. But it's uh, definitely in the house we have our our tussles, <laughs> and uh, maybe we disagree with a certain te technique in surfing <laughs> here and there. But if it wasn't for my dad and and the way he coaches me, uh, I wouldn't be. It's better to be disagreeing over like a bit of technique than you know over whose turn it is to do the washing up. Right? <laughs> well, that, sure, that, happens that, too, that, that also <laughs> happens there. Yeah. Uh, Anna Rose, she was late because she was catching up on her chores, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what, any words uh, words of advice then for kids? You know, in terms of like you know your parents, the support if you get on well with them, don't you? Yeah, it's just. I sort of got myself into it like my parents like wanted me to do it from a really young age and obviously I did I went in the water a lot but it's only like the past year I've started surfing because it's been something that I want to do so for people my age it's like do what just do what you want to do even if like you can't get there or something just find a way to just do it obviously my parents are like really supportive with everything I do like they take me to Cardiff like four times a week and races mm. in wow. like halfway up the country but it's I live by the beach so and it's something that I want to do so I just do it whenever I want Great, thanks very much, Anna Rose. Right now, we've we've traded uh, Logan. Uh, sorry, not Logan. We've traded Blake up now for uh, Chris Fowler. He's back in the seat. <laughs> Just looking at that that weekend of the Welsh overall, then, Chris. If you sort of had one one takeaway from it, one thing you learned about Welsh surfing. I think my takeaway. You mentioned him then, Eli. I think obviously Logan's Logan and Pat's Pat, but Eli, I think for me was so impressive. Every time I glanced out to the sea. I just saw him smashing something, throwing his tail, sending his railing, just surfing so, so well. And you mentioned the Open. He was 0.2 of a point from getting into the Open final. Really? So that would have been under-16s, <clears throat> under-18s, and a crack at the Open final. And what is he, 15 years old? Mental, yeah. And it's not so much how good he is now. It's how good he's got, I think, over the last 12 months. And I think if I mention in junior surfing, Ollie Evans from Swansea as well, from Langland, absolutely shredded all weekend. And I think, again, there was 0.2 points between them in the final. Right. in the under 18 so I think the standard of the junior surfing was fantastic and I think that was the real takeaway for me I just thought in a couple of years once I saw Pat Logan Nathan that kind of standards rubbing off on the youngsters 
you'll be sitting down that for a whole weekend watching just a phenomenal standard of surfing. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm seeing there Ollie Evans, 0.28 behind. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon he hasn't slept since. <laughs> but no, it, it was that close, and I think that's what you want in a final, isn't it? And the same as the Open final. Yeah. I think everyone just rips so much, it, it gets to a bit of a you know flip of a coin and, and fine margins, isn't it? Because that's what happens with good surfing. But Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, well, thanks to a room full of surf talent. Thanks, Logan, and we're so stoked for you. So uh, we'll see you for a, a life story episode. <laughs> Once you've made the WCT, yeah, yeah, yeah. then been in the movies <laughs> and then retired, <laughs> and, learn, and learn to give speeches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I like my speech. <laughs> I think he's got a while to go yet, right now. This one, yeah, I think possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> right, so is it the goals from here, Logan QS. Um, yeah, just get better at surfing and like just take it as literally. I work as hard as I can, like push as hard as I can. So wherever I end up, I think I'll be happy as long as I know I've given it my all. That's my opinion. Great. So that completes this roundup. Special until next year. Well, for the Welsh Nationals at least. We remain on track for the return of our main episodes as scheduled. Hawaiian big wave legend Buzzy Kerbach will be on your platform of choice on Monday, the 4th of October. Access it via Spotify, Google, YouTube, Apple, or any other RSS-fed podcast app. Whatever your method, do hit subscribe and do leave a review. If you have any ideas for us, please do get in touch via castcrest at gmail.com or via our regularly updated Instagram or Twitter feeds. As always, thanks for listening. Dioch am grando a gwelachi mis medi guys. See you in September. You! Yeah. See you guys! Oil Val! Oil Val! Bye! Great boys! See you later! <laughs>